What's going on, CGers? I'm your host, Aaron Lloyd, and this is episode 61 of The Creation Grounds. In this episode, we have a fantastic, talented guest, but before I get into him, I want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe, tell people about the podcast that would get some inspiration, motivation, and all of that. You've been rocking with me this long. I appreciate you, and if you're just joining, welcome. My next guest is Tylee Scheider, a graduate of NYU. He's has a BA in journalism as well as an MFA in playwriting from NYU. He is a writer of the play that I recently was in called Labor, which was a virtual production. Very cool, very well done. Um, and he has some other projects going on, including a documentary. In this episode, he's going to talk about what drew him to writing, a little bit about his process of writing and what that is. How do you get the voice of character on page? How do you distinguish character A from character B? the rhythms he listens to in life, um, how writers have to listen well, some great advice for writers. And he talks about his process of getting his work to theaters and producers. So if you are an early writer or person thinking about getting into playwriting, he gives some nuggets on how to get your work seen and sent to different areas. So enjoy this episode with Tylee Scheider. Make sure you check him out. Welcome to another episode of the Creation Grounds. I have the fantastic, talented Tylee Scheider on, and while you playwright, poet, all-around writer, observer of life, what's up, Tylee? What's going on, Aaron? So, what draws you to writing specifically? Paid professional opportunities for development and production. Um, I'm 33 now, and I've been writing plays uh, seriously since I was 17 years old. So I've been writing now um, for the theater for almost 17 years. And so at this point, it's more than inspiration that inspires me. It's it's professional opportunities that sort of inspire me to get up and, and continue to do this work. In progress, I hear that. Tell me about the day that you first discovered that you wanted to write. Do you remember that day? Yeah, it started pretty young for me around the age of five or six. Um, because my father is the first writer I met. He's a a singer, songwriter, guitarist, and I started writing, imitating him. So um, I started, uh, you know, reading his his lyric books and just imitating the way his his words were on the, organized on the page. And that led me to poetry at a young age. So that's when I, that's when I started. So, so poetry, I, I get like how you're looking at music segue into poetry where did playwriting come in for you to what what about plays speaks to you what what made you kind of want to dive into that arena yeah around the age of 17 when i was an undergrad i i took a course called modern drama and we studied the american canon everybody from uh, o'neill to susan laurie parks and in that course uh, all of those plays uh, moved me but in that course we read fences by august wilson and it was the character, um, Corey Maxson, that I related to as a, as a young man growing up and trying to become an adult, you know, um, and my father's shadow was sort of how I felt. And that character resonated with me. And I wanted to understand what the author did to make me feel that visceral experience in the classroom reading his work. And so when we learned more about August Wilson, 
um, I realized, oh, whatever this guy is doing, I want to do. And I think I should be doing this with my writing. And it just basically started to transform the trajectory of my, uh, my career as a writer because I was in school for journalism and I started to minor in theater. Nice. So August Wilson started it all, man. He's a, he's a giant. Do you kind of model your your style off of August? What what do you when a when a writer is reading a play? I know there's stylistic things, but w- what's your process? Do you kind of innovate? Do you kind of borrow things from them? What's your process of of writing? And um, is it the same for each project, or does it vary? Well, because my background academically is journalism, um, because I thought that would be my professional path as a writer. Um, because of that, there's still this investigative aspect of my work. So every play that I write starts with a question. And in addition to the question, I always conduct some sort of formal or informal interview before I sit down and start writing the play. I really need to have that um, sort of face-to-face, in-person connection with the subject, whether it be I'm talking to a historian about a subject that I'm exploring, or I'm talking to a subject, a human subject specifically, about an aspect of their biography that I'm exploring. I always start with that sort of investigation. So I consider myself an investigative playwright. So I'm trying to marry uh, my two degrees, my my BA in journalism and my MFA in playwriting. Um, So that's kind of how my process is. Nice. And uh, what inspires you nowadays specifically? What do you, what do you, um, what kind of gets you in your flow state of writing or what are you most interested in now? It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a mix of history, um, biography and current events. Those are the three things that I'm always sort of mixing in my work. Um, and I, and I, and I try to always have some sense of biography in every piece that I do, because I need to find my way into the piece, even if it's something that happened long before I was born, I still need to find, okay, where was, where was my family during this era? How can I place myself in this era and really, you know, write with some conviction? So I don't, I don't shy away from biography at all. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, um, do you, do you literally like have your ancestral roots? Are you talking about we as a people like you as a, as a black man, you look at the historical aspect of that, or you look specifically at your your family and like you know where you come from and and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I, I do the whole. You know, you, you want to if you're trying to make a universal statement, uh, the more specific you are. You know, I, I believe in that whole adage. So I do start with the ancestry, and I think that using my my ancestral background as a microcosm of whatever macro theme I'm exploring usually helps me to be more successful rather than trying to take these big figures or these big subjects and bring them down to size. I just start with the specificity and, and I hope to make a broader statement, you know, through, um, recognition, you know, I love that. And, um, uh, me, Brian, Anthony Wilson are working on your new play, uh, labor. What was the inspiration for that? Where did the inspiration come from that, the investigative piece? Well, Labor is a piece that I I wrote directly after graduate school, but it's a play that um, had been gestating in my mind years prior because 
it's inspired by a series of temp jobs I, I had after undergraduate school where I met, you know, uh, a variety of co-workers, intergenerational co-workers um, who were sort of down on their luck. And the work we were doing to me was, was monotonous. Um, however, <laughs> um, I always, I found that as a journalist and as a writer, if I could get my coworkers to talk to me throughout the day, then it made the day more interesting for me. So I just started to conduct like um, informal small talks, interviews with my coworkers. And I, I would put it in the back of my mind, okay, one day I'm gonna write about uh, the dramatic arc of a work day and also explore the relationship between coworkers who share very personal things with one another during the course of a workday. Uh, I always thought that it'd be very interesting for the theater. And when you have those interviews, do you, you put them in the back of your mind? Do you need to write it down or do you remember it? Like, do you just have a fantastic memory? <laughs> back then, this was before I had uh, the iPhone with the note section. Um, I was 21 then, and it was a mental sort of thing. Like, oh, I'm just gonna lock this away in my mind. I don't know that I could still do that now because <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm getting older like I'm that old, but perhaps I have too many projects going on. So when something comes to me now, I have to write it down. But back then it was like, yeah, I'm gonna write about this someday and just put it in the back of my mind and, and trust that it's going to be there. <laughs> nice. And what is labor about? If you had to put it into um into like a, a tagline or or a a synopsis, essentially. Yeah, I would say that labor is about a couple of intergenerational co-workers who uh, stumble upon a dead body um, during a freelance assignment, and then they're torn about what to do with the dead body. That's sort of how I would put it in a nutshell. <laughs> sounds sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else are you currently working on? I know you have a lot of projects going on. What other things do you have going on right now? So, th so there's a play uh, that I'm working on. It's a period piece called Certain Aspects of Conflict and the Negro Family. And that play is set in 1967. It's about the long, hot summer in 1967. And when people think about uh, that long, hot summer, they usually think about those those big famous cities like Newark, and um, they don't really talk about how those riots that broke out in those big cities um, sort of spilled over into protests in smaller cities like, like my hometown, Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, and so that play is basically a, a family drama set against the backdrop of the riots in 67 that broke out in my hometown, uh, Plainfield. And, I have two workshops coming up for that play, and it's they're back to back, which is, which is amazing. But also, trying to remember the dates is is, is a challenge. But it's the last two weeks in October. So um, the first the first workshop is at uh, the Ashland New Play Festival in Ashland, Oregon, um, and so you could see you can stream that one because we were going to be in person. But I think due to COVID restrictions in the area, they decided to, to uh, put that online. And then the following week, which I do know is the week of October 25th, um, we're going to have an in-person workshop with an entirely different cast. And so that's going to be fun and a different director. 
um, in New Jersey at Premier Stages. And Premier Stages is where that play is going to be produced in 2022. So that's, that's the next project that, I, that I'm trying to buckle down on and really get into. Nice. And is that helpful? That's that's interesting. Do you get different um, things when you when you see different actors read read your piece? Do you get different things from it or different directors? Do you find new fresh things through fresh eyes? I do because my my work is 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 a. Uh, I like to think that my first drafts or my early drafts are thinly sketched, and then uh, it, they're completed in collaboration. So there's only so far I can go by myself as a playwright before needing to bring actors and a director in a space um, and really get into it and, and start to flesh out the characters and flesh out uh, the narrative that I'm trying to to uh, write. So, yeah. And it's um, it's an enormous skill that writers have. It's, it's really, um, it's phenomenal what you guys do, how you can take characters and have distinct voices between each other, um, if that makes any sense. Like, Character A will have a completely different rhythm than character B, like like much like in life. So what's your process of capturing that on paper and how do you do that? Is there a technique or how do you how do writers do that? Or for you specifically, how do you do that? Yeah. I, I think that the one thing that separates because I think that writers are born and then you study craft and you learn craft. Um I, but I think the one thing that separates a writer from other other people is the way in which we listen. I think we have very sensitive ears. And so it's it's really a skill that's innate, you know, when we're out in the world and we're absorbing, um, we're listening and we sit down. I always tell my students that when I'm teaching playwriting, that writers are sponges. And so when we're out in the world, we're just soaking up everything, personality, character, uh, rhythm of speech, you know, syntax, all that. Um, and then when we sit down in front of our notebooks or typewriters or typewriters or keyboards <laughs> to, to I actually have one but to write um we're just like ringing ourselves out you know so yeah. I think it's the skill of listening that that leads to how we differentiate character on this page on the page and what's the main difference between the way people speak and the way you capture them on page if somebody's like super fast talking versus somebody who's slow like maybe regional differences do you, how do you capture that on, on the page? Punctuation, paying attention to punctuation and, and uh, where I decide to omit punctuation or, or where I decide to punch it up. Um, also, uh, writing in verse and, and paying attention to the line breaks and trying to guide the actor through the line breaks on the page. Um, you know, there's ways in which you can just, again, this goes back to me imitating my dad writing songs. There's ways in which you can organize words on the page to give your collaborators an idea of what you want to happen here and here and here and how. So I think it's all about how you organize the, the words on the page. And that includes uh, punctuation and line breaks. <laughs> do, you get, do you get upset if people just like <laughs> just don't pay attention to punctuation like actors? I think actors teach me the most about my plays. I, I mean, I, I'm always like, okay, bow down to the actor because they have to live these, this work on stage. And then they have the task of living it out with conviction, sometimes for uh, many nights, you know? Um, and I think that that should be honored. 
as opposed to me coming in and saying, this character is based on such and such and they don't talk like that. Like, well, guess what? This actor isn't that person. So they're interpreting the role. And I think that the, the one thing that I, that I, that I uh, strive for in my play is, I feel like if I do my job, there, there should be a variety of interpretations of my work for the actors, for the directors, for the audience members. I don't want to come in a room and say, this is what this play is and let's do that because that play, I've already seen that play in my mind. I don't wanna see it over and over again. So you know, the idea of people asking me, well, what do you think? What do you want? I'm like, I've already seen that play. I don't wanna, I don't wanna see that play again. You know, so I want I, what I want is I want your interpretation. That's beautiful. And for any playwrights or writers listening now, what and they're starting out, what is the process of a writer bringing their work to producers and theaters? And um, what advice do you have for that? Well, well, yeah, there is a process where, I mean, it's so niche. So I'm 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 going to go like into like a a very cryptic speech. I'm trying not to get into that. But it is very niche, and I think that it's it's bespoke to every playwright. Your professional journey. I think it, I think it could be more explicit and more clear to younger playwrights how to get their work produced. But for me, I'm still a part of that generation where we had to just get out here and find out. Okay, how do we do this? Because there wasn't a blueprint, a clear blueprint as to how to become a professional produced playwright. However, I think that that's changing with the recent academicization of playwriting because most playwrights now end up going to graduate school and you learn more about the business there um, and how to submit, you know, and how to sort of, to me, I think basically graduate school for playwrights is basically about learning how to talk about yourself in the third person because that's how you're going to spend the rest of your career, trying to, you know, sell yourself to a producer or sell your work to a producer, you're basically talking about yourself in the third person. That's our version of auditioning. Um, that's the best answer I could give. That's a fantastic <laughs> answer. And uh, uh, what advice do you have for aspiring writers? That might also be very broad, but um, could be helpful. You might spark something in somebody. <laughs> well, keep writing. It's a, it's a cliche. Um, and But I always do say that if you are a creative in general, you will create. So this idea that, uh, you know, I had a bad professor or my parents didn't support this or that, I have empathy for that. But I think that if one is a creator, you're going to create this. There's not really anything that could deter you from it. So if, this is, if you're a writer, you're going to write. Um, but I think one of the most important things that a writer could do and should do is read and read everybody. Uh, try not to be a biased reader because the more you read, the more you open yourself to the possibilities of how you can uh, create and share your work with people on the page. Um, and also, I say pay attention to those uh, writers that you tend to read over and over again because that's used. That usually means that you have a a shared aesthetic, and those those writers have something to teach you. What are you most excited about in your career right now, Tylee? Productions. <laughs> um, productions and and um, you said it yesterday at the talk back, getting back into the room with 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 people, you know, and I think theater is such an old medium, and those of us who still do it, we're, we're clearly gripped by community. Like we want to be 
around people. That's why we do this. That's why I don't just sit down and write volumes of poetry and, and get published that way. I'm interested in, in seeing my work go from the page to the stage in front of a live audience. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about those opportunities um, that are coming up. Nice. And I ask all my guests this. When you think of the word creative, who comes to mind for you and why? My parents, my mother and father. Um, my mother is a gospel singer. Again, my dad is a songwriter. Um, and I, I think I was blessed because because they were creatives, because they are creatives. Um, I didn't really have to experience, you know, oh, they want me to do something other than than create, you know, they expected it. They knew that it would be there because it's, it's a gift that they they also possess. And they took it seriously and encouraged it. So when I think of creatives, I, I think of, of my parents. Beautiful. And I know Labor, I think the last performance is tomorrow, but how can people watch Labor maybe in future iterations if there are any plans for that? Or even your, your obviously said, premiere stages for the other piece. Um, you have a documentary as well that's that's coming out yeah. how do people how do people just watch what your upcoming projects where where can they find out more about you and and watch the projects that you have coming out well you can follow me on instagram at the playwright um and also i have a website uh com. so i usually post things on instagram um but also i'm, I'm affiliated with the playwright center and we have a professional page there. And most of my projects are also posted on the Playwright Center uh, Center's website as well. So those are the three places where you could keep up with what's going on with me. And in terms of labor, the production that we worked on together recently and that's closing this weekend, we also have uh, a virtual field trip option for people who are interested in bringing the the, uh, the play to their schools virtually and conducting talkbacks with myself and with the cast and the director. So if there's any schools out there who, who would like to participate in that because your school may have restrictions and they can no longer take the kids to you know, in-person field trips, we're actually bringing this, this piece around virtually and conducting talkbacks, trying to give you know, young theater students that, that experience that they would get going on a field trip to see a play. I love that. Cool. And how, how long do either teachers, administrators have for that opportunity? Is that just within a time frame or is this kind of? I think I think it's, it's sort of bespoke. It's indefinite. Like if you want to reach out to myself or the theater project um, and find out more information about how you can basically book us to come to, to your school, you can do that. Beautiful. Cool. Tylee Shatter, man. Check him out. Check out his work. He's fantastic and talented. Um, and yeah, it's a pleasure having you on. Same here, boss. <laughs>